Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Random Acts of Living. In this episode, I am talking with my dad, my father, and he's telling a story about my grandfather when he discovered that my grandfather had been a member of the KKK in Iowa. This story has been on my mind because of the things that have been happening in the United States in the past year um, and the racial justice issues that have been raised and obviously <laughs> the the real um, the real immediate issues that we need to address and that we haven't been addressing for quite some time. So I wanted to start talking about this um, and I was like, well, how do I, you know, as the daughter and granddaughter of immigrants, you know, what is my role and how do I step into this space? And, and I thought, you know, really talking about this story and having my dad tell the story, I think it's important. And I think it's important to address where we come from. You know, our families are very complex, <laughs> very complex. You know, this is, this is the same family that also, you know, had, you know, two fighters in the Dutch resistance during World War II, and one of them being murdered by the Nazis for stepping up and, you know, not, not wanting to be a part of that machine. So, uh, so I just think it's, it's really fascinating how, how these two ideas can exist at, at the same time in the same family. And, and they need to both be acknowledged and to both be talked about in, in order for us to, to heal as, you know, as a family and then as a culture and a community. So, so that's, that's why we're going to tell the story today. And I hope that this inspires you, gentle listener, to reach out to people in your family and also tell those stories that are maybe hard to talk about and hard to listen to. And I think that's the way that we're going to heal our communities and be able to move forward together. Aloha. Here we are again on uh, May 26th uh, to 2021 um, up in my dad's hospital room where he's feeling much better. Aren't you, Dad? Yes, I am. Yep, he's all full of vim and vigor, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, <laughs> but I may embellish it a little bit. <laughs> Well, you know, it's storytelling. You have to embellish it somewhat, right? To drive the point home. You know, the three little pigs aren't actually about three little pigs. Right. <laughs> so, um, so we've been talking a lot about um, diversity and, and, and race. You know, just because it's been, it's been at front and center in the United States right now. And... I always consider myself incredibly lucky that I had my parents as my parents because they made some really 
amazing decisions, like to go live on a reservation and um, teach and raise their kids around really diverse people where pretty much like we were always like, I would say, generally speaking, the minority. Especially on the Indian Reservation. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially on the Navajo Reservation. Especially your your blonde hair, blue eyed daughter who stood right. out like a sore thumb. Which, but it was um, it was a great experience. Um, but today, so I kind of wanted to talk about. There's a story that my dad told to me about his father when I was a kid, and it always impacted me. And um, in, and I think it impacted you as well, right, Dad? You have to say yes or no. They can't yes. hear the rocks yes. in your head. Yes. <laughs> so, unless you shake them really hard. So, um, yeah. So, so I'm going to ask my dad to tell that story about my grandfather. And I'm going to ask him to describe my grandfather, who um, was an honorary man, but a really kind and good man, and, and an immigrant from the Netherlands who came over when he was about nine years old. Right. Right. So go ahead. Tell us about uh, Grandpa Tony. Well, my dad immigrated, and he was about nine or ten, and with most of his family to northwest Iowa, where they settled in uh, probably three or four different farms before the farm that, you know, I was raised on. The main reason why Grandpa and Grandma Nordhook immigrated was the fact that they, could, they were able to buy land cheaply in northwest Iowa. And they then they could raise their own crops and basically be self-sustaining and, and successful, which was the when the in Holland, the people who had land, they were the important people. And you lift your hats off to them. So my grandfather wanted nothing to do with that anymore. I can guarantee you my dad didn't either. So anyway, um, they farmed several different places and Sometime they bought the farm where I grew up on, and uh, my dad had a, a first wife who had passed away, and with four children. Yeah, four. Four, mm -hmm. and he married my mother who had one child. Um, in nineteen forty-three, I was born. <laughs> <laughs> the flags flew, the stars raised, the thunder, the thunder struck, which is a really true story, because the thun uh, uh, lightning hit the tree outside the hospital and fell on my my doctor's car. No way! You've never <laughs> told me that story. Oh my gosh! Well, because you were born in June on June fourteenth, right. right? And and there are thunderstorms, lightning storms right. here in Iowa. And it was a good one. I bet! Wow, that is really like right. God saying something. Yeah, about me. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I grew up as a kid. My dad was a hardworking farmer. 
Um, this was during the war, and you know things were you know pretty you know prices were pretty good because they were able to sell their product. And you know we'll we'll shoot ahead to when I was in college, probably either a sophomore or junior, and I had to write assignment something about the state of Iowa, and, and lo and behold, I I found out that. Iowa had a Ku Klux Klan. And I was more charged to find out that the Klan was active in northwest Iowa, or probably all over Iowa. But wherever there was farmers, the Klan got their uh, foot in the door. And we have no minorities in northwest Iowa. Well, not no minorities. I mean, you had some. There's none. Really? There was none? Yeah, we considered, quite honestly, we considered Catholics minorities. That's how it was. Yeah. And some of it was because the way the, it goes back to the way the Catholics treated the Dutch and when they were, so anyway, strange situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we can we can get into so, that 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 whole. But but that, that but it, it is important to the fact that when the clan got involved, everyone got involved. All the, a lot of the farmers got involved, and if you look into the before the war started, um, and I and I even my dad told me that well the trucks weren't as big as they are today, but he would take a, a truckload of cattle to the market to the sales barn he was lucky to sell them at maybe two or three cents a pound which is basically you're giving it away there is no programs at that time where the government would buy uh farm products and give it to people who were starving this is this is during the depression right yeah this is during the depression yeah so People took, you know, this, I think, basically what the um, uh, Klan did, as far as I can find out. Um, I don't think they burned a flag any place, but uh, they were, to me, it sounded like they were leeching on the farmers with giving them the hope that if you joined them, somehow they were going to be able to make their economy better. Right. And, and, it, and it was all over because, you know, farmers were killing pigs and burying them and cattle and cows because they couldn't sell them. You couldn't afford to feed them. So, yeah, I thought often about, boy, too bad it wasn't a government program at that time. So, you know, that would have fed an awful lot of people. Well, I think that, so the the KKK and, and white nationalism, you know, feeds on fear and you create fear, right? It's like what the Nazis did, right? Yeah. So you create fear and, and it's what how Jim Crow era operated, right? So you you, you tell people that it's a zero-sum game, right? Mm. That, that either you win or they win, but you both can't win, right? right? So, um, so I think, you know... I mean, that's, so, I think so that's they, they, so they're, they they're also, there also was the farm brewer at the time, mm -hmm. and they were trying to do the same thing, but they were not as active. They didn't go out and demonstrate and farmers bring their cows to a place and dig a ditch and shoot them. The, the farm brewer 
you know, kind of supported that, but they weren't as open about it as, as, the, as the Klan was. So I don't know how long it, when it started for sure. I can never find that out. But I know that once the war started and farmers were able to sell their products and, you know, for the war effort and also to, you know, um, local people, then I don't, the clan completely disappeared in a matter of probably a year. Because they don't hear any, I couldn't find any, anything about it after World War II. So, but... So, so let's so let's talk about then when when uh, uh, you know what happened to you. How old were you? Were you in high school? I was in college. Oh, you were in college when you when you found out. Yeah, I was in college because I was I was home, and mom said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I got to go to the library and find out something about the Klan." My mom says, "You can ask your dad about the Klan. He had that damn sheet in the in the in the in the, in the closet for years." And I never seen the sheet, so by the time I was gone, it was gone. So, and, so I asked Dad about it, and uh, I won't talk about it. That was it. I, I, when my dad says I don't want to talk about it, I don't push things. Um, I did find out for him later on that my neighbor up the road um, was a clan leader, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, and so they were they were in the opinion. So then I dug a little deeper, and yeah, that's what the clan did. They they got farmers together, and you know, you know we're we're going to throw this away, and that way it's going to make it um, our milk and our meat more valuable because we're destroying it. Well, there's no you know people didn't have money. Period. That's that was the long and short of it. If you didn't have money, you couldn't buy anything. So, um, until people start having money in their pocket and, you know, they were able to buy the farm products or any other products, things weren't going to change. And so I, I imagine probably as uh, um, different programs that uh, Roosevelt had got rolling along and, you know, people start having money to spend and spend, send home and, yeah. Then you know. Then they are able to sell their products, and things turn out much better. And, and of course, during the war. So I, I'm sorry. I just because I have to. Inter- I don't mean to interrupt you, but but I just want to. I, I want to ask a couple of questions about this because I find it super interesting that um, that grandma was just like, you know, yeah, ask your grandpa. You know, ask your dad about that. Um, so she was quite a, a firecracker, um, <laughs> an opinionated woman, and uh, and uh, and I can see that there may have been some conversations about that situation. But I guess I'm curious to, you know, I, I I get that Grandpa didn't want to talk about it, but do you think like when when he said that to you, like do you think he felt some regret? I think he felt embarrassment because he probably found out later on what the Klan really represented in other parts of the country. And I think he thought he got suckered into supporting that and not wanting to support that. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, because he's an immigrant, right? Yeah. So, um, well, they all were immigrants. Right. And so that's actually, I've been reading this book about the fact that, that immigrants... Um, I lost my running wing. Uh, it's okay. I got it for you, Dad. We, we don't want Mom to see that. There you go. <laughs> Put so, that someplace safe. Yeah, that's the other interesting thing. You know, all of our neighbors, they all immigrated from either Germany or Holland or some... Mm -hmm. European country, so yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they weren't, they weren't any born. You know, maybe they were, they were born in the states, but their grandparents weren't. Right, or their parents. Yeah. yeah. So, so then, how did this, how did this affect you, and how did this like change your life? Because then you applied, you were recruited actually to go teach on the Navajo reservation. Well, then I thought, yeah, I looked over then already, then I could, you know, I was studying race and, you know, hearing about the different things happening in, in the South and how blacks shouldn't go to school and they're lynching people and so forth. And, you know, I just didn't think that was very good. So I looked more into it about, you know, fair, you know, being fair and, um, yeah, after I finished my degree, I, I was recruited in uh, as a junior to go teach on an Indian reservation. I didn't know where at that time. And my folks were very supportive. They, Of course, they would have preferred me to teach closer to home, but that was fine with them. And uh, so as I got closer to graduation, my... Uh, uh, my, one of my professors realized I wasn't applying for any going out for teaching jobs. Mm -hmm. I said, I got a teaching job. All I do is have to graduate, which wasn't a guarantee because I didn't have great grades. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway, he said to me, he says, well, let me tell you this, Paul, I don't want to, I'm not criticizing you, but I, after talking to you and listening to you, you, you can't teach in Northwest Iowa. He says, you're way too liberal. And I already thought I was a conservative. I voted for Barry Goldwater. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I thought, geez, what do you mean? He says, no, he says, people, you know, they don't say anything, but I, I see it. I hear you. I, I can hear you. I can see you in a class saying something that, going to really annoy a lot of parents. Um, so like what? Oh, well, your attitude about blacks and minorities and so forth. And, you know, you don't put them down as much as uh, other people do. When we had a situation here in college where two blacks were accused of drinking, they got kicked out or suspended, and a white kid wasn't, you know, you came off and really was aggravated. So, I, 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 that's my dad. Aggravated means he probably protested in some way. She well, I, did, I could. I just said, you know, that, that's not fair. That's just not fair. Yeah. So, um, so I think then. Um, the, so the other thing that I think um, is is one of the pieces that we've talked about is that sometimes people. People think that you're a mixed race. Yeah. So I, I'm very dark in the summertime, and when we would go out to uh, South Dakota, 
and that one campground or cabins we stayed in, there were a lot of Indian kids running around, and I could you know, I played with them, sat with them, and you know, um, they probably couldn't tell me apart too much. So I had a little rounder head than they did, but I was just as dark as they were. I work outside all the time, and I never thought anything of it. So yeah, well, you don't. I mean, you do. I I think that because my dad was a little, you know. In the summertime, he turned very dark, and so. You you're actually a little darker all year round. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> Says you're you're a very very but, Caucasian looking daughter. But but, so. but uh, one one thing. Let's go. Let's go back to the what they viewed as. Um, in unfortunately, a lot of areas in in conservative areas where you have. Um, Catholic and, and, and conservative churches, you, uh, uh, I couldn't date a Catholic. Period. I could be friends with them, but I couldn't date them, and they couldn't date us. So. Well, what you, about, I mean, could you date a Jewish woman? You couldn't find any there. <laughs> I mean, I know there's. Yeah, here, you, so. have to, you have to find one. Of them. No, we had, you know, minorities were no. basically were religious minorities. They, we didn't, you know, they treated my mom and dad, visited back and forth with my neighbors. Um, everything was good. They farmed with them, did this with them and that with them. But it's just that. And I just couldn't understand it. I thought, what in the world's wrong with this place? Well, that was one of the things. So years later, after I married my wife and we had uh, a baby passed away and we were living on the reservation and my dad had moved to town at that time and he moved to close to two Catholic families. And I didn't realize it before that kind of bothered him. Then after sitting there a while, after I came home for the baby's funeral, he said to me, he says, I got to tell you something, Paul. He said, these neighbors were so nice to us. When mom was sick, they were over here helping mom. They just bent over backwards. He says, I'm so sorry I felt that way about the Catholics. They are just like me. You know, that man was 80, probably 75 years old, 80 years old, I thought. That's quite a confession to admit that all you know, this time he was worried about how they can get along because they didn't. They butchered each other in, you know, 400, 300 years ago. Yeah, they did, actually. So, it's quite but, horrible. So, but, yeah, I thought that was quite a... pretty proud of my dad then. I'm pretty proud of Grandpa, too. I think that's a really great thing. I really hope that, like, I like to see people change as they grow older yeah. and not get more stuck in their ways. No. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.